Welcome to TWW, The Weekly Wheel, where each week the Dharma Wheel rolls and delivers you new content available anywhere at any time in your everyday life. We present a mindfulness service, which has three components. First, meditation. And then we meditate with sound through chanting. You can have your mind wander when you sit in silence, but it's very difficult to wander as you chant. You need to focus on the next character, on your breathing, on the next line. And if you pat yourself on the back too much or become too self-aware, you'll miss a line. And then lastly, we have something called active listening, where we lean into and really listen to the Dharma talk given by our senseis. You could think of silent meditation and sound meditation through chanting as preparatory to get our minds focused and open and clear so we can really listen clearly and really take in the Dharma. And in a sense, it perfumes the mind. The mind is slowly changed as it hears new points of view, new perspectives, and new approaches to dealing with life. It's set up much like an in-person service. It's led, moderated by multiple voices. So you get a variety of opinions, a variety of, of perspectives as you go on your journey. So I hope you will join us now for this mindfulness service presented to you by the people at The Weekly Wheel and the Orange County Buddhist Church. Thank you so much. We will begin with sitting meditation. Find yourself a comfortable place to sit, either in a chair or on the floor. On the floor, you may prefer to sit on a cushion with your legs crossed or folded beneath you. On a chair, sit without leaning back with your feet planted evenly and comfortably on the floor. Sit comfortably erect with shoulders back and your spine straight. Rock back and forth and then side to side to find your center. Your head should also be straight with your eyelids lowered but not closed. Focus on a point a few feet in front of you. Your face should be relaxed as you breathe quietly. Hands can be placed in several positions. In the classic mode, rest your left hand in your right hand, with thumbs touching and comfortably laid against your abdomen. Or you can touch thumbs and forefingers together and rest them on your thighs with palms up. Another option may be to fold your hands on top of each other on your lap. The key is to find a position that is comfortable and that can be maintained in stillness during the meditation session. While sitting, try focusing on your breath, counting them to 10. Breathe in, one. Breathe out, two. Breathe in, three, and so forth. You may find distractions such as the sounds around you or your own thoughts. If that happens, observe them, acknowledge them, and then let them go. Begin counting your breaths again from one. We will begin and end each session at the sound of a bell. At the end of this first session, you will be asked to place your hands together in gasho and bow. Gasho means putting your hands together and bowing in an expression of gratitude. You may choose to intone the words Namo Amidabutsu as you gasho. 
we will begin our first seated meditation session at the sound of the bell.
Please put your hands together in Gasho and bow. Namo Amida Butz, Namo Amida Butz, Namo Amida Butz, Namo Amida Butz, Namo Amida Butz. Take a moment to stretch your legs, and we will have standing meditation. The feet should be about shoulder width apart, with the knees bent slightly. Upper body position is the same. Back straight and centered, shoulders relaxed, eyes half open. Standing in this way is a reminder that we can extend this way of being to our life when we're not engaged in meditation per se. We might be having to wait for someone to arrive or wishing some person would help us. They don't seem to be interested in our problem. Instead of becoming upset and agitated, we can have a moment of standing meditation.
Please put your hands together in Gasho. Bow. Namo Amidabutsu. Namo Amidabutsu. Namo Amidabutsu. Namandabutsu. 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 We will begin our second seated meditation. Please be seated. You can resume your former position. Again, back straight, eyes lowered, hands resting comfortably in your lap, legs crossed or sitting in a chair. We will begin at the sound of the bell.
Please put your hands together in gasho and bow. Namo Amida Buts, Namo Amida Buts, Namo Amida Buts, Namo Amida Buts, Namo Amida Buts. We will begin uh, sutra chanting. Sutra chanting is actually a portion of a sutra that we will chant. Uh, most sutras are far too long to be able to chant in one sitting. So for us, uh, we're usually chanting a verse out of a longer narrative or prose. And that's why uh, each line consists of perhaps four or five or seven characters. When we chant, we read from left to right, just like in English, and we move down the first column, and then we move to the second column, and so on. Open circles uh, represent bells uh, for the chant leader to ring. So we always begin a sutra chant with two bells. Whenever we change a section, we use one bell to kind of signal that we're changing uh, from one section to another. And then when you end a sutra chant, you always end with three bells. Each syllable here is written in Romanized characters, English characters, and each syllable here represents a kanji, a Chinese character, and it's written phonetically. It's the sound of the character. The vowels have the same pronunciation independent of location or their neighbor. So this is different from English. And the vowel sounds, uh, I've been told, resemble those in Spanish. So we have A, E, I, O, and U. And they're pronounced A, E, E, O, and U. And then uh, you'll see uh, italicized lines. Uh, those are leader lines that I chant alone. And you will also see underlines under some of the characters. And that means that rather than each character getting a single beat, an underlined character will get a beat and a half. And to kind of make up that little extra time, the next character in line will only get a half beat. And what you do is you don't really concern yourself too much about the meaning of what's being chanted. This isn't flashcards. We're not trying to learn something. This is a ritual. And so we chant together as a feeling of oneness. Don't worry too much about how you're doing. Be aware and mindful of each character. Uh, this is a form of meditation uh, rather than silent meditation. We're meditating through sound. So, you know, you see the character, you say it, you forget about it, you move on, and you say the next character. And over time, it becomes effortless, and you'll begin to memorize it uh, without realizing it. All right, we're going to chant uh, Jusege on page 39. Jusege is another poem or verse that can be found in the larger sutra. First, you have the Sambutsuge, then you have the 48 vows by the aspiring student claiming and proclaiming his desire to seek Buddhahood. And then after that, Jusege stands for repeated vows. So three of these 48, he considers to be the essence of his practice, and he repeats these three vows. And again, italicized lines are leader lines, open circles are bells, underlines are a beat and a half, and that means the next kanji character or sound is going to get a, a half beat. And we chant down the first column, reading left to right, and then down the second column, reading left to right. And then as we get about two-thirds of the way down the second column, you'll see that line has all underscores on it. Ko, ku, sho, tenin, to, u, chin, myo, ke. So we're slowing down. I've mentioned before that the first two bells means we're beginning a chant. And then that single bell there means that we're changing section. And it's a little bit like a train. You start out chanting slow, you speed up, 
and then you come into the station and slow down. And then we do Namo Amidabutsu as we do on all of our chanting. And then we end with the Ekoku. Dangon Cho Oh,
please join me in God's show. Namandats, 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 namandats. The great Buddhist teacher Thich Nhat Hanh passed away on January 22, 2022, at the age of 95. A Buddhist monk in the Vietnamese Zen tradition of Tien, Nhat Hanh, who was known to his students as Te, or teacher, was one of the two most prominent faces of Buddhism in the world today, the other being the Dalai Lama. He had a tremendous influence through his work as a peace activist, advocate for engaged Buddhism, author, poet, and teacher of mindfulness. Tay's passing prompted me to reflect on some passages from his books that are especially meaningful to me. I wanted to share today these words from No Death, No Fear. In the ultimate dimension, we have never been born and we will never die. In the historical dimension, we live in forgetfulness and we are rarely truly alive. We live like dead people. If you live without awareness, it is the same as being dead. You cannot call that kind of existence being alive. Many of us live like dead people because we live without awareness. We carry our dead bodies with us and circulate throughout the world. We are pulled into the past or we are pulled forward into the future or we are caught by our projects or our despair and anger. We are not truly alive. We are not inhabited by awareness of the miracle of being alive. Albert Camus never studied Buddhism, but in his novel, The Stranger, he speaks about a core practice of Buddhism, the moment de conscience, the moment of deep awareness or awakening. The practice of resurrection or remanifestation is possible for all of us. Our practice is always to resurrect ourselves, going back to the mind and the body with the help of mindful breathing and walking. This will produce our presence in the here and now. Then we can become alive again. We will be like dead people reborn. We are free from the past. We are free from the future. We are capable of establishing ourselves in the here and now. We are fully present in the here and now, and we are truly alive. That is the basic practice of Buddhism. Whether you eat or drink or breathe or walk or sit, you can practice resurrection. Always allow yourself to be established in the here and now, fully present, fully alive. That is the real practice of resurrection. We cannot enjoy life if we spend a lot of time worrying about what happened yesterday and what will happen tomorrow. We worry about tomorrow because we are afraid. If we are afraid all the time, we cannot appreciate that we are alive and can be happy now. In our daily life, we tend to believe that happiness is only possible in the future. We are always looking for better things, the right conditions to make us happy. We run away from what is happening right in front of us. We try to find things that make us more solid, more safe and secure. But we are afraid all the time of what the future will bring. We are afraid we'll lose our jobs, our possessions, the people around us whom we love. So we wait for the magical moment, sometime in the future, when everything will be as we like, as we want it to be. But life is available only in the present moment. The Buddha said, 
It is possible to live happily in the present moment. It is the only moment we have. When you come back to the here and now, you will recognize the many conditions of happiness that already exist. The practice of mindfulness is the practice of coming back to the here and now to be in touch deeply with ourselves, with life. We have to train ourselves in order to do this. Even if we are very intelligent and we understand it right away, we still have to train ourselves to live this way. We have to train ourselves to recognize that the conditions for happiness are already here. Our true home is the here and the now. The past is already gone and the future is not yet here. I have arrived. I am home in the here, in the now. This is our practice. These words of Thich Nhat Hanh have really impacted me. That's such a striking, maybe even shocking phrase. We live like dead people. But there's so much truth in it. I think that all of us, most of the time, are sleepwalking through our lives. We are so caught up in our worries, our regrets, our emotions, our churning thoughts, that we aren't really paying attention to what we're doing. We aren't really present for much of our lives. I like to take photos with my cell phone, a lot of photos. My husband knows that if we go out to a restaurant, he can't touch the food until I photographed it in every detail. If we're attending an event or traveling, I'm taking picture after picture. It's pretty much a reflex for me. But when I reflect on those words of Thich Nhat Hanh, I have to ask myself, am I so busy documenting my life that I'm not truly living it? If I take tons of photos of the paintings we see at the Getty Museum, and my husband is actually looking at the paintings, which of us have really been present with the art? How can we be present? The mindfulness meditation that we practice here is a way of bringing us back to the here and now. As we focus on the sensation of our breath, as we observe our thoughts come and go, as we take in everything around us without attachment or judgment, we are living completely in the present tense. We are not thinking about the past. We are not worrying about the future. When we are in the state of nowness, we are fully present. We are free of our ceaseless activity, of the clamor of our anxieties, appetites, fears, memories. We just are. As Thich Nhat Hanh said, this is a practice. We have to train ourselves to slow down, to recognize that whatever our external circumstances may be, the conditions for happiness are right here. Taking these moments to practice mindfulness returns us to the present moment. In the words of Tay, I have arrived. I am home, in the here, in the now. I am solid, I am free, in the ultimate I dwell. Namo Amida Butsu, Namo Amida Butsu, Namo Amida Butsu. Today's program was presented and produced by the Buddhist Education Center of Orange County Buddhist Church. This podcast is copyrighted 2022 by the Orange County Buddhist Church, Anaheim, California, all rights reserved.